I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. On this episode, we're going to finish our arc of A Safe in a Spring. This is the second episode in that arc, so if you haven't heard the first one, you should go back to episode 44, which is titled Stelio's Hair. This is a game of Follow. Follow was written by Ben Robbins. You should check out his stuff. And that's about it. There is some graphic violence at the end of this episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Who wants to select a new challenge? I'll select a challenge. Oh no, does that mean I'm selecting the third one? It does. The next logical step in this heist is to break in to wherever Leo is and physically get this hair. Okay, what do I do now? Um, So now you choose somebody who you think uh, would be the first character to deal with this. I would say, believe that Brett would be the first one to get ready to get that hair. Oh yeah, he's so nervous though. All the time. Hmm. But particularly right now. Particularly right now. Sweaty Brett. Yeah. Okay, so Brett wants to get Rebecca caught. Is a true thing. Wait, why? Because Brett wants to put the cloning machine on infinite repeat and populate the earth with leos and rebecca does not want that (laughs) and rebecca would is the only other one who really knows how the cloning machine works and with that in mind but has laid out a plan that is basically a distraction tactic for the security forces and he's now is going to talk to Rebecca to try to convince her that her most valuable role will be in leading all these security guards in a chase and dazzling <laughs> them. And so I think we're just going to have that scene. I think it's hap- it happens uh, just offset in a Denny's. That <laughs> Nothing good ha- happens Happens Denny's. to be very close to this non-geographically defined set probably la but yeah let's let's be in a denny's probably later in the day commuters are coming home from work right now there's a big highway that they're all shooting by right next to this denny's and then the set is over across the way past some of that really sad grass that you see in industrial areas Uh, and Brett, as always, has all these papers out in front of him. Rebecca, I, 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 let me get the voice back. Rebecca, I believe that our best chance in getting some of Sweet Leo's hair is to have you draw off the security forces to a different area of the set with your unique talents and in that hopefully you will be able to give us enough time in your being not caught but uh in your doing of the distraction of of your active work of distracting people um with your obviously hollywood 
caliber mm-hmm. appearance and wittiness and acting ability. So you will draw them away off into the uh, set builder's workshop and you will make it seem as if you are intent on stealing some of the artifacts of this show before the show is even completed. And in that moment, we will have time to break in to the makeup studio and get some of sweet, sweet Leo's hair as he is being made up. Yes, people do tell me that I look like blonde Anne Hathaway. Um, I've heard that quite often, actually. But um, I kind of thought that I might be more valuable, you know, behind the scenes. I don't want to expose my role here. I mean, this is my job, after all. I understand how so many idiot men could be distracted by this. But I don't know. I feel like perhaps my talents are better served elsewhere. Rebecca, 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 I, I respect your attachment to coming up with more different versions of the plan than I have built in my mind. But I assure you, I have thought about this a lot. And given the resources we have available and your ability to move about the set freely, you could easily make a big disturbance in the set builder's workshop and draw all of those silly, silly men to you. Here's the thing, Brett. I know that you played football in high school. Very impressive, by the way. And I just, I feel as though they might be more distracted by a stranger, a strange, handsome man that they've never seen before, going instead of me, who they all know and love and worship. I feel as though they might while they would obviously be distracted from their jobs by me, I don't know that they would be willing to chase me down. Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Um, my role in this is a uh, that of the higher eye, of the grand puppet master, if you will, moving all of you about in your various ways and leading to, and I, I assure you I've thought about this a lot, leading to the collection of Sweet Leo's hair and I have thought I, I have considered the idea that I may step into the theater, if you will, of play. And truly, I do not believe it's my forte. I am not very um, good under pressure. Yes, Brett, we know. All right. I'll do this for you, but I'm going to need you to do something for me. Of course, anything. I would like you to relinquish control of the cloning device. I built it. It is mine. And I think that it would be better if I were the only one to operate it. In exchange for the cloning device, I will, of course, distract the guards with my feminine wiles. You drive a hard bargain, Rebecca. But it's a deal. And he spits on his hand as if to shake it, which is not a thing that is done anymore. Rebecca pulls out a Kleenex, wipes the saliva <laughs> off of Brett's hand, and shakes his hand. Rebecca doesn't like germs. Fade to black. All right. And Malia, it passes to you to make a scene. Okay. Working towards the getting the stuff and getting out. Thank you. Brad and Rebecca are hate-fucking anyway. Um, <laughs> That's a big age gap. <laughs> But it's legal. Okay. 
and it has to be with Rebecca. Yeah, centered on Rebecca. Correct. Okay. Well, logically, feels that the next scene would be preparation for this heist for Rebecca getting ready to lure these security guards away. So, I think Rebecca is in her own little trailer that she has. It's not technically part of the set, but she brought it with her because she wanted to feel special. Um, Getting her hair and makeup done by Tabitha in order to properly seduce these guards. Um, And while they do this, she and Tabitha are going to have a little gossip session about the other people on the team and what they think about them. Did you hear... Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> just there's some there's there's a teacher like that in every school. Oh yeah, Eileen, if you're watching this, listening to this, I heard that Brett wants not to relinquish. The cloning device. Well, that's that's ridiculous. I, I shook on it. I'm going to go distract those guards in about 20 minutes in exchange you for the cloning think, device. You think that he's going to keep his word? That's adorable. Oh. I mean, if you let me handle him, it could be a different story. All right. I'll bite. What exactly do you have in mind? I think. I mean, I see it in his eyes. He just, he must want to be an actor. And if I were to, you know, take him under my wing and train him, maybe he could just feel the confidence that he needs to relinquish his power. Perhaps he could feel, he would feel comfortable taking on the role of the distractor if he were, if he were better at acting. Maybe we should call him up right now. Hmm. Send him a fax. (laughs) (laughs) Tabitha sends Brett a fax. The the scene is split in the middle with (laughs) Brett reading the fax. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Like so, is it like? A, did you like handwrite the fax and then put it through the machine? Or I don't know like, how a fax machine <laughs> works. <laughs> well, it's basically, just like copies a piece of paper and sends it across, and oh. then it gets printed out somewhere else. And we wrote our secret message on it. We wrote our secret message on it. What's your secret message? Tell us. Rebecca Brett. and Tabitha are here. It's a good. It's a good secret message. How secret? I know. <laughs> you know you gotta do rule of threes and bring that. Bring that one back one more time. Don't forget. <laughs> Lure him here. <laughs> All right. Uh, do Do you want to tell me what uh, it, it says? And so I'll. So like we'll have that that image going back and forth. And we can have a conversation, but we know that on the screen, it's just. We have Brett reading this fax in y'all's voice, and then y'all reading Brett's fax in his voice. Okay. This is, this is what the fax said. Dear Brett. Well, that's sweet they thought of that. We humbly request your presence in Rebecca's makeup trailer for a little 
late evening rendezvous. What the word rendezvous means in this context is up to you. Winky face, winky face, winky face. Tabitha and Rebecca are here. Hmm. This, this is not what the fact says. This is uh, <laughs> Brett <laughs> talking to himself. <laughs> Well, um, this is, str- I, I feel subordination coming on. I know how to deal with this. And he, and he sends a fax back. Why should I? Well, what do we say to that? Is he kidding? This man, this idiot man. My God. God. He's too smart for his own good. How do we respond to something like this? You think he's smart. That's cute. Do you have any bright ideas? I mean, where is he? I don't know. I left him in that denny so long ago. Hmm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Malia is dying with Kayla's <laughs> drama teacher bit. Oh my god. Eileen. I think we should beep him with our beeper. You know what they say. Call me, beat me. If, if you, you want to reach, reach me. me. Right. Oh, you could have kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to keep Kim. it. If you want to reach me, it's okay. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it goes. Is it not? What go- no. comes next? I didn't watch TV as a child. I really have no, like... Wait, at all? I watched Norm Abrams' This Old House. Oh, my God. Period. Fuck. Okay. I don't remember how... I'm your basic average girl, and I'm here to save the world. You can't stop me, because I'm Kim Possum. Wow. Okay. Anyway. I don't know how beeping works. Beep, <laughs> Actually. Beep. That's it. Beep beep. Yeah, I mean you called it a beep basically. And, and it gives like a little message on the screen, like oh. really short though. Beep beep. Because we said so. Get here. Beep beep. And in the other one. And he sends another fax. Fine. God, he's and, so passive aggressive. And the camera follows him. He opens the door, and y'all are in the next room. Of course. <laughs> How good of you to join us, Brett. So, well, what did you need? Why Brett, did you call me so rudely? I see your potential. I see it burning in your eyes. I see your passion hidden deep within your soul. <laughs> Jesus, Tabitha, keep it in your pants. <laughs> Rebecca, I, I told you I don't like it when she does this. Can, can, can you, you stop her? Oh, God. Quaking in your boots. You're scared to show who you really are. A star. Never as good as I am, of course, but a small, mediocre, average star nonetheless. What Tabitha is trying to say is we think with some training you could pull off the distraction. We think that you have the makings of someone, well, almost as good as Leo himself. But but the distraction, it's due in 20 minutes. Surely you couldn't trade in somebody that quickly. Zip. 
<laughs> Watch the master work. Zip. <laughs> Cut to seven minutes later. You see, a natural, you are a natural, darling, but not as good as I am. When you played Zip Zap Zop, I felt like... I felt like you really created a character for your participant. I could feel his pain. I... I... I, I could feel it, too. T- Tabitha, hmm. what, what would you have me do with all this new power that I have gained? I would have you complete the heist, of course. But 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 how? Distract the guards, Brett. Do what I could never do. You, you you really could not. No, Brett. I haven't even put on my foundation yet. There's no way. But you look at your skin. It's perfect. You got this. Glowing, glowing. I. I will go do this. And he goes off, and we don't know what he's going to do, but it's going to be something big. Excellent news. Thank you, Tabitha. I knew I could rely on you. Now you can protect the machine. And I will do so with my life. Scene fades to black. All right, and now we have one more scene to see if we are able to break in and get Leo's hair. Ominous. And it's Grace. And it's Grace. Grace sits in the lounge. She unlaces her shoes. She leans back. She has no idea what's going on. She hasn't seen Rebecca in like an hour. And the last time she saw Rebecca, Rebecca was like, I'm off to go put my makeup on. And so Grace was like, what? What are you talking about? Clue me in. I think we're part of this now. But Rebecca just ran past her. So Grace was like, okay, I guess. I'm here. And she sat there, and she sat there, and she pulled out her beeper. No beeps. (laughs) (laughs) She walked over to the fax machine. No faxes for her. There's a fax for Henry, but she hadn't seen Henry in quite a long time. What happened? She wondered. Keep going. (laughs) She's sitting there. She's sitting there. She gets up. She gets some water from the pitcher on the table. She sits back down on the lounge chair. And she hears some footsteps walking towards the door. The doorknob opens. It's not so creaky as the trailer was, and she's grateful for that because she really is scared of ghosts. And there he is. It's Leo. Finally, it's Leo. It's her cousin. She can finally have some alone time with him. How lovely. Who can play Leo for me? What? Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have no idea how to do this, but I'll try. Uh, Grace says she's lost for words at this moment where all that she wanted was to have some alone time with her cousin now she does and well he's just not the same man that he was Leo I miss you uh hey Grace I mean 
Look, you're not supposed to be here. I think we both know that. I just... I miss you so much. And I... I brought you this baseball cap from home. It was the one that you really loved. Oh, Grace, this is the baseball cap I wore when we broke my mom's window. She was so mad. She was so mad. She was so mad. That was hilarious. Wow. We were really pranksters back in the day, weren't we? Yeah. You know, I've been drawing on those memories to really inform my character, Romeo, the scoundrel. Put it back on. Put the hat back on. Let me see you and your darling locks in that hat. Leonardo DiCaprio puts the hat back on his head, reminiscing. Wow. I feel like the times we spent together in my childhood have made me the actor I am today. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Grace tears up, her eyes welling. She says, Leo, I just miss you, and that hat is the only memento that I have. I'd love for you to keep it, but I'd also love to have it back. Leo is torn. He loves this hat, (laughs) but he also loves the cousin he hasn't spoken to in at least 12 years. He doesn't know what to do. But in the end, he decides he's going to be the bigger man. He's going to give back the hat because that's what Romeo would do. Grace reaches for the hat. She has it in her hand. It's still in Leo's as well. And she sees a rush, a rush of commotion running past her. Lots of guards. A crazy man. <laughs> what in the world is going on? The hat falls to the floor and the scene fades to black. Ah, holy shit, bro. <laughs> All right. Malia, would you like to read our uh, words again from here? Uh, go to the former page, yeah. And it should have... Okay, we shall add a blue stone and a red stone to the pool. Each player takes two red stones. If your main character is unhappy about the path your fellowship has taken, hold one red stone. If your main character actually wants the quest to fail, hold two red stones. Otherwise, hold no stones. Okay. Three, two, one. I had a redstone. Malia and I did not. It says briefly explain why. Should she explain why? Sure. Tell us why. Grace feels like she's been totally excluded from the fellowship. She still wants it to continue, but she has no idea what's going on. That's fair. Brett is super excited about his new role, so he's he's all in right now. Rebecca is super happy that she doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Each player takes one blue stone and one red stone. As a player, do you think the fellowship did what was necessary to succeed at the challenge? Hold white if yes, red if no, or blue if yes, red if no. Three, two, one. (gasps) Ah! All blue. All right. The stones are in the cup. My turn. Dry stone. 
This is so nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's, it's blue. Do you draw it, the second stone? Sure, why not? It's, there's nothing like specific. All right, Tucker. Put oh, your hand man. in there. If we get red, we still lose the challenge. <laughs> Come on. <gasps> They're both blue. What a win, what a win. Oh. The challenge is won. We have gotten the hair. You want to describe how this happens? Sure. Oh, I get to make it up? Yeah, because this is your challenge. Okay. While Brett distracted the guards wearing a a button-down shirt with the top three buttons unbuttoned. Oh, shit. Looking hot. Classy, but also like a bad boy. (laughs) Brett ran to the set shop looking to steal one of the longsword guns in there, hoping to pawn it. Mm, Yeah. The black market. Because obviously that's what you would steal if you were stealing from this movie. (laughs) And while he's distracting the guards, Lucy goes to break into the trailer, having been assigned the role of breaking in. But once she gets in, Grace is standing there, crying silently, holding a baseball hat in which lies one beautiful golden hair. Does it have to be a challenge from this sheet? It has to be a challenge from that sheet. What does fence the goods mean? Like sell it? Sell Sell it. So that could be clone. In this case, that would probably mean clone. Yeah, do the cloning. And I have to choose one. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the one that des- that decides the whole challenge. Well, so I choose fence the goods, mm-hmm. which in this case I take to mean clone Leonardo, clone Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yes, fence used in uh, episode title clone. Um, the goods in this context means Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> All right. He's the paper. This is such a wonderful premise. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She has the paper. Never mind. She has the paper. How could I have been so stupid? Stupid. So, Kayla, now you get to decide on on the first character who would deal with this. Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, so I do the scene. Now you do. Yep. So now you leave the scene. Rebecca is sitting at her desk in the basement of a Denny's. A different Denny's from the one before, but still a Denny's. This is where they have made their lair. In her hand, she holds an evidence bag in which the single golden hair resides. She's calibrating the cloning sheen. Cloning sheen? Cloning machine? getting ready to make their very first copy of Leonardo DiCaprio. Brett sulks from the corner. He was successful in distracting guards, but he was caught. Turns out the guards aren't actually real police officers, so there wasn't much they could do, but he has been banned from MGM for the rest of his life. There was only one police officer on premise. Yeah. No one knows what happened to the other guy. Henry, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Brett sulks in the corner. 
while Grace, who is Rebecca's new second-in-command, looks on as she calibrates the machine. You calibrate the machine or I'm calibrating I calibrate the machine. Grace, your service to this mission has been invaluable. Thank you. Thank you for helping us achieve our goals. Thank you for promising me that I can have my real cousin back. My real cousin. Of course, Grace. You'll be the first to get a clone. Thank you. She'll be the first to get a clone? Yes, Brett. Not me, the one who orchestrated this whole deal. The head of the American Association of Fandom for Leonardo DiCaprio. Listen, Brett, I hate to break this to you, but the real Leo would never love you. Don't worry. You'll get your hands on a clone suit enough, but you are not the one who got us the hair. I'm the one who put my life into this. I gave my everything for Leo. You only unbuttoned three buttons, Brett. Could have done one more. Maybe you wouldn't have gotten caught. Mm, maybe not, but the passion was flowing. It wasn't flowing all that way. Tabitha only gave me so much. Yes. Well, I think it's time to start the process. Um, the way that this particular cloning machine works is that I'm going to put in a secret code. None of you know this code. And I will not tell you what this code is. The code is just the letters that spell Leonardo DiCaprio in accordance with one of those uh, rotary phones. Mm. I don't know how those work. You mean like like A is A, B, C, or three, one is, is A, B, C, C, two is yeah. D. Yeah. So whatever that would be. Oh. Kayla's on the case. Grace puts the secret code that is actually just Leonardo DiCaprio's full name into the machine. It takes several minutes. The machine whirs to life. She places the hair within it, and they wait. Grace, I have to ask... (laughs) Kayla's very busy at figuring out the code (laughs) Yes Grace I have to ask I feel like you bonded with your brother the other day Cousin I feel like you bonded with your cousin the other day Why why do you still want a clone? He'll never have time for me I know we bonded but It just isn't the same as having someone who can really be there for me all the time. And I need him to be able to check in. I need him to be able to see my friends and prove that I am related to him. And I am popular. I just, I want my friends to like me. Grace, I feel the need to tell you that this technology is highly experimental. We don't know how the Leos are going to turn out, what the Leos are going to do. All we know is that They're going to have the face of an angel. I'll train him and he'll be my cousin. I know. He'll be my same cousin. He has to be my same cousin. Right? I'm sure. I think so, too. Shut up, Brett. (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry, Brett. I've been kind to you of late. 
Would you like to do the honors? Would you like to push the big red button that says start? You would let me push the big red button that says start that would begin the cycle of creation that would bring the beautiful sweet leos into the world all of the beautiful sweet leos into the world the infinite sweet leos into the world the infinite infinite sweet leos Leos, brett we're only making six oh well henry hasn't showed up we're only making five right right only five that's that's what i meant only five big smile brett Uh, uh, yeah i understand that you're flustered at the prospect of getting your very own leo but i'm gonna need you to keep it together all right all right i can i can do this i can push this button rebecca turns her back to get out the champagne as she does brett makes his way over to the machine i can ask a question Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, are you going to call the scene? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, scene fades to black. Yeah. Um, Are we actually allowed to clone them yet or no? So, so that depends on how we define... Fencing the, the goods. Fence, the success of fencing the goods. So we could clone them and they could just come out terribly. We could clone them and they could just come out terribly. Right, that would, be, that yeah. would probably be a failure. That would be a failure. Yeah, or if the machine broke or... Th- there's a lot of ways this could go wrong. Okay, they kill this us. Is, this is experiment. God, <laughs> they could. There's an army of Leos across the earth. They yeah. totally could. Yeah, and this is an experimental. Can technology. I ask a follow-up question? Yeah. Does my scene have to come in chronological order? No, you could do a flashback if you wanted to. Okay. I'm bored with Grace. Oh. We're gonna keep going though. We're still pals. Yeah. Grace is your center. Grace yeah. is. Grace and I are friends. Who knew that Tabitha would be such a scene stealer? <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha knew that Tabitha would be such yeah. a scene stealer. Obviously, oh my God. she's Dominant. Tabitha, the theater teacher. Um. Okay. Take as much time as you need. Wait, how far back can I go? As far to the to the you could go back to the moment of Leo's birth. No, I don't want to. <laughs> In the beginning, there was only darkness, and then Marge, <laughs> and then Marge <laughs> pushed Leo out into the world. He cried. It was gross. <laughs> the chaos subsided, and Grace looked down. And found the hat there. She picked it up. And it was covered in his hair. She had never seen his hair fall out before. She looked at Leo and she was like, Leo, what's going on? Why are you so stressed? Why is your hair falling out? And he was like, I don't know, Grace. I just, I haven't been the same person that I was. And I, I don't want to be the same person that I was. I want to be this famous, beautiful man. And in that moment, Grace understood she was never getting her cousin back. And so she walked to the safe that she kept underneath her shoe. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
She opened it. And she stuffed all the hairs from Leo's hat into the safe. She trusted Rebecca, and she knew that maybe she could get a clone. But she wasn't sure that now, in 1996, the world had the technology to give her the cousin that she really wanted. She was willing to wait for it. And so she took all of the hairs except for one, the one that she would allow Rebecca to experiment with. And she put them all in the safe. And Leo watched her do it. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, Grace, what is going on? Why are you putting these hairs in a small box under your shoe? And she said, a small box. (laughs) No, no, it is a safe. And he said, a safe? Somehow that's weirder and worse. And she said, you know, Leo... We don't even know each other anymore. I don't think you should worry about what I'm doing. She walked out and saw Rebecca. Rebecca, she called. Rebecca didn't hear her. Rebecca! Oh, Grace, good to see you. She swiveled around on her heel. (gasps) What's that hat? What's that hat? She asked her. (laughs) Sorry, I put words into your mouth. You can ask that question. What's that hat? (laughs) It's Leo's. I found a hair. Mm. A single hair. Grace, I'm going to let you in on something. One clone per hair. Only one. You are the one who made this technology happen, so I'm going to let you have it, but you have to keep it a secret from the others. They can't know. That we only have the technology to make one clone. Of course. It'll be our secret. Thank you, Grace. I feel like these past few days we spent together have been the best of my life. That's such a compliment. I am grateful to hear it. Consider yourself my best friend. Okay. I I will. Cut. And we come back to the very moment where Brett is going to hit the big red button, but is first going to take a look at the readouts and and see what's going on. And he looks, double takes, and taps at the screen for a second and then taps on the keypad. And then his voice drops and becomes very, very quiet and very, very scared. Rebecca? Yes, Brett? There seems, there seems to be a problem. It appears that there is only one clone per strand of hair. And we appear to have only one strand of hair. How do we even know this is going to work? There's been extensive testing on mice. On what? Mice, Grace. We tested on mice. Brett, stop being stupid. 
You probably just can't read the keypad right. I'm, I'm sure there will be more clones. Um, just press the button and we can get on with this. I don't like where this is going. This seems, seems like you were using me, Rebecca. And I don't like the way that feels. Oh, Brett. The thing that you need to understand is that in this world, it's eat or be eaten. So what? Maybe there's only going to be one clone. What does it matter? All you wanted was Leo. We can share him. Grace has agreed to let me have him on weekends for paparazzi shots. I'm sure you could take him out to a nice meal or two. I didn't want Leo to take him out to a nice meal. What did you want my cousin for? I wanted him to be a symbol. I wanted I wanted him to be everywhere. I wanted him to be everyone. Imagine a world where everybody was beautiful. Imagine a world where everybody could be Leo, where everybody was Leo. Brett, you didn't. Brett, I need you to do as you're told because you love famous Leo. And Famous Leo is not the one that anyone wants. Famous Leo was the one that I wanted. And he presses the button. Okay. And we're on to the final. Ah! Wait, I don't know what I think. (laughs) Alright. Holy shit. Third challenge draw. One. Okay, wait. The outcome of the third challenge decides the entire quest. If we fail now, the quest is lost forever. One. It didn't say forever in the instructions. I just added that for some (laughs) dramatic flair. One. Start with no stones in the pool. Add one white and one red. Two. Add one white for each successful challenge and one red for each failed challenge. Two stones total. So we're adding one white and one red. Three. Each player takes two red. Now I say, if your main character is unhappy about the path the fellowship has taken, hold one red stone. If your main character actually wants the quest to fail, hold two red stones. Otherwise, hold no red stones. Decide secretly, then reveal simultaneously. <coughs> Maximum two stones, even if the answer is yes to both. Add them to the pool. If you put in any stones, be- briefly explain why. Tucker has two red stones. Please explain why. For Brett, it's either just I have Leo. Or the whole world is Leo's. You pressed the red button. I did press the red button, but in in his heart, in his heart, he wants this to go wrong. He he believes what Grace said that there can only really be one Leo. Wait, this one is so hard. Okay. (laughs) Four. Each player take one white and one red. Say, as a player, do you think the fellowship succeeded at the challenge? 
Hold white if yes, red if no. This will decide the entire quest, not just this challenge. Okay, so the thing is, (laughs) (laughs) what if I want something to happen but think something else is real? Then you have to decide. But I really want to succeed. You have to decide in your heart of hearts. If you so want to play it. against an arbitrary game. I kind of <laughs> do want to play against an arbitrary game. A game that we literally created. I know. <laughs> Just now. I know. Decide secretly, then reveal simultaneously. Add them to the pool. Okay, I'm going to repeat it so that I have time to think. As a player, do you think the fellowship succeeded at the challenge? Do you think the fellowship succeeded at the challenge? Do we think do we think we successfully fenced the goods with fenced meaning cloning and the goods being Leonardo DiCaprio? Did we make more of that sweet sweet Leo face? <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yep. I'm ready. We have Tucker said blue and Malia and I both said red rough okay put the stones in a cup without looking draw one stone and reveal it then draw and reveal a second don't put the first stone back before drawing the second consult the outcome table to interpret your results i'm nervous i'm scared the first stone is is red fuck you can still succeed we can still succeed Malia, draw the second stone. (laughs) No! No. I'm actually really mad. (laughs) This makes me really unhappy. Okay, we've got two reds. Which means a character betrays or is betrayed by the fellowship and is lost, and we lose the challenge. Hmm. Okay, so now we have to go to the epilogue. Oh, well, first first betrayal. Yes. Betrayal. Right. Yeah. So, if it's a betrayal, it must be a conscious decision which the um what? Which the side being betrayed does not want. Does that make sense? Yeah, so the side so one so one individual of the fellowship is betraying the other individuals of the fellowship. Yeah. And the other individuals in the fellowship do, do not, not want, him want to betray them. The dis- Wait, the so betrayal. I'm I obviously betrayed you guys. You mean earlier? Yeah. Do you think so? I do. Okay. I kept mean? all the hairs. But that that is that is I was yeah, thinking not I was thinking yet. that Brett's going to do something real dumb with this machine right now. Okay. Do unless that. you have no. somebody unless somebody like we we should have something dramatic come out of that. I was right? thinking. What did you what was your thought? My thought was that Grace is going to betray us and is going to freak out because she realizes that these clones will never be the real Leo and is going oh, to like destroy too. the machine or burn the hairs that she has hidden in her shoe safe. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> okay, wait, sorry. Some of those things come out of my mouth and I don't realize how weird they sound until you guys react and then I'm like, oh, shoot. No, it was amazing. No, it's beautiful. It's so all wonderful. I've ever wanted. Yeah. Wait, so what are we doing? Uh, I mean, so it's... I mean, it's really your call because it is your act. So somebody's going to do a betrayal, but it, and it has to be an act of betrayal. In Wait, this I kind of want to know what Brett does. I'm so. I mean, my thought is that he presses the red button, but he somehow fucks with the machine so that the 
it's some I was probably gonna go into some body horror, which I can still do. Oh that yeah. is. Like Oh, I was thinking Brett tries to destroy the machine, fucks it up, and then Leo horror. comes out weird. Body horror is like when you add an extra arm coming out of somebody's bicep. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> okay, Leo came I out, rather, but his face was all wrong. Grace, <laughs> I would rather have Grace flip a shit and I, do something. Describe weird. describe that for us. So Brett hits the big red start button. Grace watches the entire thing unfold in slow motion. She sees Rebecca angry, steaming. It seems as if smoke is coming out of her ears. And she sees Brett, his face contorted with anger. He's ready to do something. And she's not sure what, but she sees him hit the red button. And she knows that somehow that action is incongruous with what he's feeling. She knows that he's going to do something and that but she realizes that even if he does something this is just a clone this leo that would come out of the machine even if it is the leo that she thinks she loves it's not the leo it's not the person that she actually wants to be close to that person is gone and will always be gone that person is different and she just has to form a new relationship with the new Leo in this instantaneous realization for she realized all of these things in less than half a second. Her other shoe, not the one with the shoe safe, but the one with the spring under it. <laughs> what the fuck, Grace? <laughs> she was wearing these the whole time. <laughs> Sprung into action. <laughs> and she was catapulted from where she was standing to on top of the machine. Her body landed with a thump, and the middle of the machine collapsed into itself. She was a little late, and something was coming out of the machine, but then nothing came out of the machine anymore. It was broken. She had done it. It was like the witch's body in The Wizard of Oz in the beginning. There was something, but it had been crushed. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> she wasn't sure what to do, but she got up and burst into tears. <laughs> Rebecca was screaming. Grace, what have you done? Brett was lying on the floor. His face looked... He had turned white as a ghost. How a pale this, sheet. How could this have happened? He was murmuring to himself over and over and over and rocking and shaking. And Grace just was in tears. She was a puddle. She was a puddle on top of this machine that was broken with this body that was splayed and crushed. Is this too much? <laughs> no, <keep laughs> this going. is perfect. Keep going. <laughs> Grace looked at Rebecca. She didn't know what she had done. She would never have Leo. They would never have Leo. Had she made a mistake? She thought of Marge. Her aunt, 
her aunt would have loved to have another Leo. A Leo to have in her home to serve fried plantains and lemonade and sugar cookies. And she had taken that away from her. Her Aunt Marge would only ever have one Leo. And a Leo who really wasn't her Leo at that. A Leo who was famous and who couldn't care less about family values. Grace was deeply saddened. But she realized that there was nothing she could do about it. The machine was gone. She had the hairs, but she intended to burn them. She intended to burn both of her sneakers. <laughs> One had catapulted her across the room, and the other had this powerful, dangerous thing in them. These hairs by Leonardo DiCaprio's head. A final tear leaked down her cheek. She got up and she ran out of the basement of the Denny's. <laughs> God, that's where we were. <laughs> Scene goes dark. <laughs> what? Is that too much? No. Why? Oh my God. I don't get to do a lot of creative writing, and this is really fun. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, that was a game of Follow. Follow was written by Ben Robbins, who you can find all of his stuff at lamemage.com. Or it might be Lame Mage Production. Nope, it's lamemage.com. Go to lamemage.com because in addition to Follow, he has also written Microscope and Kingdom and most recently Union, which I haven't gotten a chance to check out yet, but all three of those former games I mentioned are really incredible and really, really useful in a lot of different scenarios. So I recommend checking them out. If you liked this show, you should go ahead and leave a rating and review on iTunes, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. So on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. And the best way to get in contact with me is either through Twitter at scene underscore play or at my email, which is sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And now, Kayla has a poem for you. You are old, Father William, the young man said, and your hair has become very white. And yet you incessantly stand on your head. Do you think at your age it is right? In my youth, Father William replied to his son, I feared it might injure the brain. But now that I'm perfectly sure I have none, why I do it again and again? You are old, said the youth, as I mentioned before, and have grown most uncommonly fat. Yet you turned a back somersault in at the door. Pray, what is the reason of that? In my youth, said the sage, as he shook his gray locks, I kept all my limbs very supple. By the use of this ointment, one shilling a box. Allow me to sell you a couple? You are old, said the youth, and your jaws are too weak for anything tougher than suet. Yet you finished the goose with the bones and the beak. How on earth did you manage to do it? In my youth, said his father, I took to the law and argued each case with my wife, and the muscular strength which it gave to my jaw has lasted the rest of my life. You are old, said the youth. One would hardly suppose that your eye was as steady as ever. Yet you balanced an eel on one end of your nose. 
What made you so awfully clever? I have answered three questions and that is enough, said his father. Don't give yourself airs. Do you think I can listen all day to such stuff? Be off or I'll kick you downstairs. By Lewis Carroll.